The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, we're forgetting about you. Actually, you could probably just... Get out of here because I'm not going to talk to you at all tonight. Sounds good. I know. We are joined by the world famous friend of the show, friend of ours, Taylor Blake Ward. World famous, by the way, if you didn't didn't catch that. How you doing, Taylor? Hey, boys. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, As always, the yearly joining us, by the way, um, as both you and I and hopefully everybody else knows, international time, time to talk some fun stuff that you know, we'll never won't be relevant for another four or five years, but we still like to talk about it. Nate, I'll come back to you. How you doing? Doing good. Good to see you, TBW. The world hey, famous. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> all right. Before we get before we get going, go ahead. Follow us on our social medias. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. Um, you can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. Taylor, spew it off. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Oh, the book is up there. I also show you show the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever. Uh, uh, Taylor Blake Ward. Um, follow our work at the Sporting Tribune. Great staff. Uh, starting to collect our our winter stuff, so we can be ready for the season. Uh, Sports Tribune, you guys do you guys do a fantastic job. You're selling yourself short, by the way. You also do Baseball America. To, to, you have to tell me you do Baseball America too. Yeah, uh, you know, Freelance with Baseball America did the handbook this year. Uh, the handbook, I think, is ready, or the digital copies are ready. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Baseball America, if you, you want to pick up a handbook, I wrote the Angels chapter, and um, I, do, I do want to give a shout-out. Um, this is uh, the Mentone Cream Ale. Ooh. Uh, it's probably backwards based on the way that the camera is, but that is Brent McGuire's Brewery. Uh, yes. Smudgebot Brewery in Redland, so... Enjoying that while we while we have a quick conversation. Absolutely, I'm not going to finish this whole thing, you know, now, but so be it. <laughs> I I don't know about that. I I don't I don't know if I believe you there. We'll see. We'll we'll see how far you get. We'll see how long. We'll see how long you can. <laughs> if, if, if if Nate, my computer's on my lap moving around, but if if Nate started asking questions, you're going to see me down that thing. <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, let's see how long you can handle negative Nate while I play the drinking. Yeah, game. yeah. Let's let's play the game. <laughs> the, the talking Halos drinking game. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's get it going here. Like I said, best. I think it's one of the best times of the year besides the besides NMLB draft and opening day, obviously. Um, but international free agency is upon us here. Taylor, thank you for joining us, talking us, talking a little bit of international free agents. We will get to it here in a second. We have 
I'd say a good chunk of it. I don't think we have everybody quite, but we have a very good junk, chunk of it. We we know who's signing where. Um, obviously, when this is coming out, a lot of these signings would have already happened. So um, you can go check it out on Twitter or X. You can look up Taylor Blake Ward. You can look up myself. You'll probably see just a whole bunch of scouting reports, all that all that fun stuff. You can also listen to us here and, and, and get all this fun stuff. But um, before we go over all those international signings, there's a theme with the Angels, and they used to be really, really good. At, at the international side of stuff. You look at guys, just names that pop into my head from probably Nate and ours childhood. You're not that much older than us, but when you first started doing your reporting, I know I'm making you feel old. I'm sorry. Um, but you guys like Eric Ibar, Kendrys Morales, Francisco Rodriguez, Irvin Santana. Um, I mean, the list goes on of those guys in the, you know, late thousands to early, I mean, thousands to, or two thousands to, um, you know, probably the, early 2000s the angels were very good at the international side of things I, I feel like they in a sense kind of almost almost broke that um broke that barrier for a lot of teams and in, in, in a sense i know the yankees are very good but um and this is going to be a loaded question for you why do you think the angels haven't quite been that good at the international side of things of late um Probably more development than I think getting players. I mean, they they are targeting some high dollar players. You, you think back of the last uh, half decade, you know, Errol Vera was a, a top in in his class. Uh, Adrian Placencia, Denzer Guzman. Um, some of these guys haven't come to fruition or anything. Uh, you know, Guzman, Rada. Um, but yeah, for a while there. I mean, you talk about Roberto Baldacchini signing the restrictions that they had for for a long period of time, and I believe that signing was made in. 2014, 2015, it was like a four-year gap where they really struggled. I mean, it was Trent DeVoe was a guy that was a thing, but they took some high-risk guys, and, and maybe they didn't focus so much as the on the hit tool and the strike-throwing abilities. Um, you know, they did hit on guys like uh, Jose Suarez and, and Jaime Berea uniquely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the money figures impacting them for a while, and I, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog lapping up water. I apologize for that, but um, – yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you're not at the top of the market and then when you struggle to develop at the top, when you do have the top of the market, uh, it becomes a problem. You know, the Angels have made an adjustment in their international uh, scouting, um, you know, going to Brian Parker from Carlos Perez. And I really like Carlos. I like the uh, way that he approached the international market a lot, but I like the way Brian's doing it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think part of it is just you're not developing, and that's been a struggle for the Angels on not only the international front, but the domestic front as well. Um, and, and I think also, you know, you, you're looking at a – maybe right now it, it, the question does have a lot of merit to it, but if you would ask me two, three years ago, it would have said, you know, they just didn't have the money to, to view the top of the market and find guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you constantly – I always have to remind myself, when we get to this time of the year, like I, I, we always get the question, why don't the angels ever sign that like big top dollar guy? And it's always because, well, I mean, you look at a lot of these kids, what hat would you rather wear? Right. At the end of the day, it's, I mean, Yankees, the Padres do fantastic things. Um, You can stay close to home, go to, you know, play and hopefully play in Tampa Bay, hopefully play in Miami. Like there are those big city teams. I mean, the white Sox have done a fantastic job in the Cuban market, um on that side of stuff and yeah you know it, it's it is tough to see the angels struggle in the international side of things but i don't think they get quite that fair of a rap because they haven't been very good developing anywhere so i guess that wasn't really a fair question because they haven't been very good developing on any front um and also got to tip the cap carlos was fantastic as well but um brian is doing fantastic things and anytime you can take um take a 
take somebody from the Dodgers that do a fantastic job and, and pick their brain and know, you know, how, how to do things a better way than the angels do. Absolutely do it. Like Brian's just done a, Brian Parker's done a fantastic, fantastic job there. So um, Nate, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that front, but I don't know if I want to see Taylor start drinking it. <laughs> that's terrible that's oh awful. boy oh boy wow okay to, to be fair Shohei Otani was part of that for the Angels with international money I know I know you're gonna look at me and say that doesn't count but like it's still part of their international money that they did take a lot um to get him so it they have hit on one guy recently and yeah not as much development like Taylor's talking about they didn't have to develop him but I think that is the big thing is these guys haven't developed the way the Angels, I guess, were hoping or or whatever the correct way the Angels want to say that. But they haven't been able to hit on guys at as high of a rate as some of these other teams have, like Atlanta or Tampa Bay or Miami, guys like that. So it's it's interesting. It's frustrating. It's There's a lot of different words you could use to, to talk about this. But it, it is fun to see, you know, the Angels get – Looks like they're they're doing things differently than they have over the, over the beginning of Artie's tenure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we'll you talk about the Braves. Ronald Acuna signed for sixty thousand dollars, something like that. So it becomes development, I think, at, at the end of the day there. And love to see the Angels develop a little bit more. So um, on to our next question here. Let's talk a couple years previous of this international signings. It's getting to be a little bit more relevant. Um, you talk about guys like last year they signed Felix Morabel, um, Nelson Rada, and uh, Randy DeJesus are the big names the year before that. Denzel Guzman um, was the big name before that. Errol Vera plus uh, Adrian Placencia. Walk us through where a lot of those guys are at because I, don't, I know we don't talk about them. We can start really with Felix Morabel and um, kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Felix Morabel is a, a very exciting young player. I think he, I don't want to say boring, but in a sense boring because he's, he's not flashy. He's just one of those guys that, that goes out, plays baseball, does his job, you know, he hits, he fields, he runs. It's a very standard game for him. Um, you know, one thing that was really alarming last year, I think he walked twice in like 200 plate appearances, something like that. It was, he, he doesn't walk. And when I was asking uh, scouts about it, he just likes to hit and he likes to swing. And, and he's making the right swing decisions down in the Dominican. Um, but I think when he gets stateside, he's going to have to alter some of those swing decisions and, and really find some patience because – I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something like it was a very small percentage of walks. It was something like five and 200 plate appearances. Um, but at the same time, I think he only struck out once or twice more than that. So it's very impressive. Guy that should stay at shortstop, um, nothing flashy, but but has the capabilities. Um, you mentioned Nelson Rada, um, you know, 17 years old and full season affiliate the whole season, uh, kept his head way above water, not even above water, but way above water. Um, really impressed. You know, I think a lot of people are waiting on any power projection if he has it. Uh, I think the body would lend itself to some, but I'm not sure it's going to lend itself to average or so. So he's going to probably have to be an above average hitter. But, you know, even if he's an average hitter with, with a below average power, his ability in center field and his base running will probably make him an everyday player. Um, pretty exciting there. Denzer Guzman really really a, a fun kid to watch um a ton of skill i think he can hit his biggest problem right now he can really feel he, he's got a great arm at shortstop um you can keep him at shortstop you don't have to move him over to third 
But I think something with him, he can't hit a breaking ball, particularly same side breaking balls. Um, so that's going to be a big focus. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. And that's going to keep him from being a major leaguer. But I'm going to bank on the upside with him. I actually really do like his ability. And, and I've he did make adjustments in the second half of the season where he was able to hit more change-ups than I would say breaking balls. Um, but he started recognizing off-speed, started making better swing decisions. Um, and, then, and then as you kind of go down, um, Adrian Placencia, you know, has the ability to hit. He's a second baseman for sure. He's not playing short or third. He's The arm and the range aren't going to work, but he's a capable second baseman and, and major league caliber defense at the moment at the position. <clears throat> I don't know how well he's going to hit. Um, just kind of has to stop making outs. He's kind of getting himself out, and that's a big problem for him. Um Aero Vera, uh, just he hasn't progressed. You know, a little progress with the bat. Um, reliable defender across all three infield positions outside of first base. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to hit enough to to really be anything uh, more than probably what he is right now. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see Felix Morabell come stateside. See what he see what he brings to the table. Um, Nelson Rod, I got a chance to see him last year. I mean, that's a that's a special talent. Um, I said he's he's one of the most I bet I, I would say most capable defenders that I that I've seen in a while like advanced defenders especially for his age that he is he's very impressive um especially for his age he takes charge in center field um so the fact that he was in 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 high A as a 17 year old is incredibly impressive and the fact that I know you might I know I've discussed this off the record but I think you I think we put him I think the Angels should put him in double A send him right over to Rocket City next year as an 18 year old I know Everybody's gonna roll their eyes, but I man, I, I I'm bought in on Nelson Rada. I, I really really like him. Same thing with Guzman. I mean, I I really like Denzer as well. You just got to learn how to hit hit a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> Barra again. Like, there's a trend here. I'll, I'll say this. Um, they're all fielders. Why don't Why don't you think the Angels go pitching? Or is it tougher to go pitching internationally? Or like we just don't see as much. Um, I mean, go look at the uh, the top ranked. Um... You know, go to Fangraphs or, or Pipeline or uh, Baseball America. Find out which which guy is a first ranked pitcher. Uh, you know, you're you're talking about guys that are playing shortstop, center field. Um, I know that there's a really good third baseman going to the Dodgers this year, maybe Perdomo. I can't remember where he's going, but uh, <clears throat> either way, you know, it's um, it's going to be middle infield and you just. You know how it is. I mean, you guys grew up in the game. When you're 16 years old, pitchers are hard to find. Um, you know, and, and this isn't even 16-year-olds. This is 15, 14-year-olds that you're kind of committing to. And a guy at, that's pitching when he's 14 or 15 is going to look different than he is when he's 16 from 17 to 18 to, to 20. Um, so, you know, pitching is just a different animal. I, I think the Angels' biggest international signing when it came to a pitcher was uh, Nixon Encarnacion, and they gave him about a half million, or yeah, about a half million. And before that, I want to say it was um, the kid that went to the Braves, R- Ricardo Sanchez. Does that yeah, sound right? He was, he was like the top international pitcher in in the draft there for. Yeah, early. and I, I want to say yeah. he was eight hundred thousand or something. But it's like, yeah, the Angels just haven't really done that. Um, the animals are <laughs> having having a really good time with the podcast. So, um, but yeah. Uh, you know, pitching is just a tough thing, especially when you're that age. So um, it may be a tougher thing to evaluate and a tougher thing to assess. 
Um, and that's why you see a lot of guys that when they are 17, 18 years old that sign for $10,000, they actually do really well as they progress through development, sometimes even become uh, you know, major league talents. Yeah, the Angels, and I, I, I said this, the Angels have gotten a lot better on the on the pitching side of stuff when it comes to development, especially on the, I wouldn't say especially, but very much so on the international side of things. You're seeing some some names like that pop up. Um, Walbert Urena is one of them. Um, I'm a huge fan of the, the Cuban they signed this last offseason that nobody's going to know his name is Jan Carlos. Um, I actually, I absolutely <laughs> love, I absolutely love him. I, I know nobody's going to know who he is. I, I absolutely love, um, love him. He's very good pitchability, but guys like, um, uh, Adrian Acosta is another name that, that popped up on the list out of nowhere, just pumping a hundred miles an hour. It's, it's crazy to see some of those guys develop. Uh, Walbert Urania was kind of that same way. Just all of a sudden you got a report out of Arizona. It's like, Hey, this guy hit a hundred miles an hour. It's like, angels don't haven't done that. You know, the angels don't do that. Like that's, that's impressive. So, um, is there, are there any, is there anybody from previous classes like that, that you, that you can see? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but anybody well, that's a that me can... type of question to ask him to get him then in trouble. Fine. Actually, ask him, ask like, him, no, no. Ask him. Um, I mean, you mentioned Walbert Urena who, you know, when he signed, he was not throwing a hundred miles per hour. Now he is, um, you know, Joel Hurtado is a guy that I think is like that. Uh, Joel Hurtado signed when he was 19. They didn't find him until he was 19 or 20 um, and signed him right away. Bagel, stop it. <laughs> Thinking dog. Um, you know, Joel Hurtado is what – Keith L. Key is another guy that was thrown in the upper 80s and, and came on into camp this year or, or might have been last year, but suddenly he's throwing uh, 94, 95 and, and upwards of 98. Um, you know, with electric stuff, he's an exciting arm. Adrian Acosta, as you mentioned, uh, you know, sitting in the mid nineties now or, or a little lower, but still, um, you know, you're, you're banking on some athleticism, you're banking on power, but like you guys know it, it's same as you guys would understand that if you see a 16 year old that's throwing 86, you might be able to project that he's going to be throwing 92 in two years. Um, you know, he, he might only be 5'11", and, and he hasn't hit his growth spurts, or, or he might be 6'3", and hasn't figured out his body. You know, there's a lot of things to pitching that, that make it a lot more complex than when it comes to hitting. Um, you know, with hitting, if you grow into your body, you might add some power. You might add some uh, ability to maneuver the bat a little, you know, manipulate the barrel a little bit better. Uh, if you're a pitcher and you're a small guy, you know, it's tricky. Uh, you've got to kind of figure out what's going on, and um, you know, if we get talking into this year's international class with the angels here, um, you guys aren't going to like what I have to say because some of these guys aren't topping 90 miles per hour, but in the future, those 16 year olds that are throwing 85 to 89 are going to be sitting 91 to 95 or more at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a good, good transition here, Nate. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna let you talk. I know unless you got something, do you have something? But, but I had a couple things. Uh, couple things one for just for everyone you look at 21 22 on pipeline two pitchers in the top 50 so four pitchers total in the top 50 over those two years uh framber valdez was the guy that i that came to mind when you were talking about an older guy who signed for a little bit less money um and, and panned out really well for houston and just to kind of think about it this way just because college baseball coach you think about it from the recruiting style you're looking at 16 year olds here in the States that are throwing 84, 85, and you're hoping that two or three years down the road, they're 90, 92, 94, whatever. It's all a, a guessing game. And you really have no idea how this kid is going to be able to, to progress. Like, like you said, maybe there's a guy who's five ten, 
he gets to six two six three, and it's like, yeah, but he still doesn't understand how to how to work his body, and he never gets to ninety two ninety four. Or maybe there's a guy where you're like, oh no, this kid's five seven and throwing eighty miles an hour, and all of a sudden he gets to six four, and it's oh this guy throws ninety seven. Like you just really never know with sixteen year olds turning into 18, 19 year olds and how they're going to progress. So I, I feel for you when he asked you that question, cause that's not a fair one. At no, all. I mean, it's how many 15, 16 year old kids that you guys have seen are throwing 90 plus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I saw, I'll tell I, you I, this. I, I did face a 16 year old that was throwing 90 plus. His name was Taiwan Walker. Yeah. The, like that's the one, the one guy. Mind is, right? there, there are two kids that come to mind. Lucas Giolito was one of them yeah. where he was, and what do you know? He had Tommy John two months after after he hit 100. So um, I think it was his sophomore year. He hit 92, 94. And it was like th- these guys, like they end up with arm injuries really, really quick. And after their arm injuries, they you just really don't know what's going to happen. So it, it's it's not an easy thing with pitching. And, and I can understand that. That's why it probably makes a little bit more sense to get pitching here um, because they're typically a little bit older. Bagel the Beagle, huh? Come on, what's going on? <laughs> bagel. <No>. Bagel. <laughs> bagel, they're talking about you. Man, so. that, is a, that is a very discerning look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, we won't take that much longer all since right. we're throwing names out no, there. No, no, it's all right. Since, since we're throwing names out there, though, Bryce they're play, the, the cat and the dog are playing. And uh, to give a, a glimpse into the life of Taylor Blake Ward, um, <laughs> this is my room. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> nah, they, they get going wild and... and Bagel's a beagle, and and the cat's a cat. So you can figure the size difference. Uh, you know, you talk about a, a one year old cat compared to a three year old beagle. Um, the beagle is throwing ninety five, and the cat is throwing eighty six. <laughs> and also, also, kids will be kids. So yeah. Um, let's let's move on to the this year's international class. We got twenty twenty four class um, signing. I know we're recording this early, but signing fifteenth, which is today when we're putting this podcast out. I always throw this disclaimer out. Please, if you're listening to this podcast and, and everybody throws this disclaimer out, these guys are 16, 17 year olds. They're going to play in the 99% of them. If not all of them are going to play in the Dominican next year. You're not going to hear a lot about them. It is an extremely fun time of the year. They take a lot of pride in this. I've been following the number one prospect here since he was 14 years old. He's been wearing angel stuff since he was 14. I'm sure I'm going to get the angels in trouble by saying that, but he's been wearing angel stuff. You see these guys wearing their, they represent their, um, their team walking all around, you know, the Dominican in their stuff. They take huge pride in this. So this is a huge time of the year for them. And this is just, it's awesome to talk about this. Awesome to report on it. So let's get on to the 2024 class. Taylor, I got one guy here we can talk about. And then if you want to throw it, throw it down <laughs> the number one, the number one prospect I, I've been watching this guy since he was 14. It's as crazy as that sounds. It's, 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 it's been really awesome to see. We talk about growth, by the way, this guy's grown a lot. Like so much, it's it's been crazy to see how much bigger he's gotten. Um, he does have some um some family family lineage in the major leagues. I know you'll probably talk about that here in a second, but um, Joshua Lugo right now he's playing shortstop out of the Dominican Republic. He's going to get the most for the Angels in this international class. Go ahead, get spewed out, and then give us uh, whatever else you want to give us about this class. <laughs> yeah, I got tons. Uh, uh, Joshua Lugo, um, very exciting. Uh, one of the top prospects in the class. Um, has the actions for shortstop, but he's 6'3". He's a little bulky, so he might just outgrow shortstop. Um, he is trim. I mean, he's trim, but he, and he is athletic. But 6'3", and, and the way that he's going to grow into 
what is hopefully a power profile. I think you're going to have to move him over to third base. Um, but he's going to stay on the left side of the infield. He's got the tools for third base. He's got the tools for shortstop. Um, he'll be a shortstop well into development, uh, beyond uh, low A into high A at minimum. Uh, chance at big power. You know, he, he's a good hitter. He makes really good uh, swing decisions. He's not a free swinger. Um, makes a lot of contact to all fields. You know, just good hitting instructs at the plate, and I think a lot of that has to come from his family lineage, Dawel Lugo, his brother, which, you know, Dawel didn't have some outstanding major league career, but he was a major leaguer, and his bat did get him there as well as his glove. Uh, but the bodies are totally different. You know, Dawel was a pretty slim guy that, that was pretty set with shortstop. Uh, Joswell, a little bit thicker. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more power to him. Um, he is going to sign for, like I said, don't want to get in trouble with the Angels here, but he's going to sign for over $2 million. Um, it's not going to be as much as uh, – so if you're looking at, at record bonuses and when it comes to the Angels, you know, Roberto Baldekin has a record. Uh, Shohei Otani would be after that. Kevin Maiton would be after that. Josbo Lugo is going to fit in under what Kevin Maiton signed for, which I believe was 2-3, two, 2-2, two, two, something like that. Uh, Lugo is going to get under that, despite some reports that I think he was signing for two eight. He's not signing for two eight. Um, I mean, how many uh, how many guys do you want me to go through? I got I got a list. <laughs> you, want me to, you, you want me to name off? I, I have. I, I'll, I'll name them off here for you. Hayden Alvarez. Yeah, second highest bonus uh, in this class for the Angels. Um, you know, high six digits. Uh, athletic kid, really a good frame, right handed hitter. Uh, can really go get it in center field. Another guy might just outgrow the position. He's a tall guy, um, but he can really run and he can really play. Uh, it makes good contact. There's some power in there. Um, not a high swing and miss guy. Um, so, you know, you're just hoping for a well-rounded player. That, that Kind of a Nelson Rada-like kind of player is what you're hoping for from the right side um, and a little bit bigger. Um, you know, premium position guy with a chance to hit and hit with power. Yeah, absolutely. I've been again, another guy I've been following. I, I love the athleticism on Alvarez. I think he's he's an absolute stud. Um, we'll move on to Graylin De La Paz. Yep, third highest bonus of of the Angels class uh, infielder right now, uh, or shortstop right now. Probably moving to, to second or third. He's a little thicker than the other guys. Um, power bat profile, uh, very exciting young man um, who who has a, a little bit of flair to him. Um, but he can play all three spots, second, third, short, uh, probably going to end up at second or, or third, a little bit more raw of a product than the other guys, but, um, another, uh, more than a half million dollars going to him. Um, and a big strength and power guy. Yep. 80, 80 grade, or I'm going to say this 85 grade bat flips. So, um, <laughs> we'll move on to, we'll move on to the, uh, the top catching prospect here, Umberto Taberi. Umberto Tiberi, uh, Venezuelan kid, top catcher in the class, uh, at least from Venezuela, I believe. Um, total opposite of Juan Flores, who was the top Venezuelan last year. Um, then another six-figure bonus, uh, more of an offensive profile guy, taller kid. Uh, you're hoping for average defense out of him, but you know he's coming into some power at the plate. Um, so if he could work on on his defense, he's a catch and throw guy. But if he could work on his defense, you know nothing wrong with a power hitting uh, catcher as long as he can keep him a catcher. Yeah, and I, I believe in the defense. I've watched him watch him behind the dish a little bit, and I I, I like the defense. I think he, he's going to definitely be up there. So a name to keep an eye on here. We'll move on to – so trends are trends there. All position players. We'll move on to some pitchers here. Um, the top pitching prospect in the class, uh, Dioris De La Rosa. I'm close. You're close. Um, yeah, he's a top pitcher, Dominican kid. Big, strong, workhorse body kind of guy. 
Uh, been up to 92. Um, just has to kind of get into pitching shape, you know, get into a pitching routine, but a chance at a really big arm. Um, you know, like we said, there's a 17-year-old up to 92. Um, so, you know, could be a power arm. Uh, but he has starter actions, throws strikes. Uh, he has a little bit of a slurvy breaking ball, uh, has a changeup. So, you know, you're hoping for something interesting there, but there's some power in that arm. I had him as a I had him as a pitcher here, um, but Christopher Montilla, he a pitcher Montilla, Chris Montilla, yeah, um, yeah he's a pitcher, um, Venezuelan kid, another six figure bonus, loose athletic guy. Uh, again, this is going to be a big trend, especially for the Angels this year. Throwing strikes, starter traits. So you're going to hear that a lot. Um, but yeah, Montilla flashes three pitches, real athletic kid with a clean delivery. Um, you know, starter actions, he's going to be mid to high 90s, kind of tapping around the 89, 90 right now at, the, at his peak. But, um, you know, another six-figure arm. Yep. And last one we'll go over here, and then if you want to throw out anybody else that you like, we can. Um, but uh, Justin Batanzas. Justin Batanzas, I do have his – but, uh, but ta- yeah, Justin Batanze, I believe his name Batanze. is. Sorry. Um, real young right-hander. Um, he is getting – he might be getting six figures. He might not be. But if he's not getting six figures, it's near six figures. Uh, real projectable, athletic, young guy with a clean arm. Um, same kind of Vila range, you know, mid mid to uppers, kind of around like 85 to 88. Um, but 6'2", real athletic, uh, just very, very young. Yeah, absolutely. So anybody else on, on your list there? We I, I wanted to go over the big names, and if you want to get uh, anybody else, you can. Yeah, um... I'm looking through, you know, Daniel Kalina is a guy that's kind of similar to Montilla. Um, as I go through, um, Marlon Quintero is an interesting name. I'm looking for um, guys are going to be. Wilberson DePena is a name as well that's been floated out mm-hmm. there. I'm looking at guys that are that are six-figure guys. Um, but it, we went through Montilla. Um, Vasquez. Uh, Wilberson DePena you mentioned. Yep. Um, kind of a super utility guy. Plays shortstop right now. Um, probably moves over to third if it comes to the infield. But he can also really go play the outfield, maybe in center field. Good frame. Um, not a lot of flashy tools, but he can play and he can hit. One of those guys that you kind of like more as you watch him play. Uh, kind of that grinder mentality kind of guy. Um, Marlon Quintero is a catcher that I like. Two-way catcher. Um, low dollar sign. Real low dollar sign, but, but really a guy that I like. Um, and I'm trying to see, I, I feel like, so there's, we talked about Batances, talked about De, De La Rosa, uh, Montilla, uh, as I'm going through here, Alvarez, De, De we La talked Paz. about Tiberi, Alvarez. Did we talk about De La Paz? We yeah. did talk about De and Lugo. Yeah. I mean, those are the six figure guys or more. So those are going to be the ones that are really interesting. And, and a couple, um, sub six figure guys that are going to be interesting, but we'll save that for, uh, for Monday. Absolutely. So um, if you guys did not, did not already follow this, go ahead, check it out um, on Taylor Blake Ward's uh, Twitter. I was about to say Instagram. I mean, you can throw out your Instagram if you want there, but um, no, I didn't think, I didn't think you'd want (laughs) to. (laughs) So um, before I let everybody go, just want to thank everybody for watching, listening to the podcast here. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this on YouTube, tell a friend about us. You can follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate King 34 Taylor. Rattle it all off again, where they can find you, where they can find your work. Taylor Blake Ward, you can follow us at the Sporting Tribune uh, on Twitter, at Sporting Trib. Um, we know we've got a few podcasts coming, so you guys have some competition. Um, but, you know, uh, great staff. Taylor Ari, Marissa Flores, Brandon Deutsch, um, 
Anthony Flores, uh, not Anthony Flores, that's a buddy of mine, Anthony Batista. Um, Anthony Batista is actually going to be taking over a, a bulk of the work this year, and a guy I'm really excited about uh, to have coming on this year when it comes to Angels coverage. Um, Brandon Deutsch and I are working on a podcast, so hopefully it'll be a little bit fun, and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll come for your numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. I love I love it, um, as long as you get Nate on the podcast and not me. So, um <laughs> For all that, for all of us here at Talking Halo, just want to thank you so much again. Have a great rest of your day.